Welcome back to the Vibrantly Gray podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Working. Here in the Vibrantly Gray community, we support older women in pursuing their big dreams. I believe that age should never be a barrier to achieving one's goals and living a meaningful life. In today's episode, I hope you will be inspired and empowered to live your life vibrantly. Kate Fordham and I tackle some big topics today. First, overthinking. Yes, I have a t-shirt that says, hold on while I overthink this. Number two, overwhelm and its best friend, anxiety. And number three, a stagnant or negative mindset. Kate is a small business entrepreneur. She runs an Etsy store called The Graceful Sage. Kate is also a small business coach, and her coaching business is run under the name The Collective That Built Me. Our conversation centers around running a small business. I know many of you are not entrepreneurs, but keep listening. This conversation is applicable to all areas of our lives. I've provided several resources in the show notes, so check them out after you listen. Hello, everyone. I hope that all the people in Paris now have their electricity on as well as water. It's been an interesting 24 hours in Bourbon County. But today I've got a wonderful small business coach. Her name is Kate Fordham. Am I pronouncing your last name correctly, Kate? Yes. Yes. Okay. She's got lots of tips for small business owners. And I started working with Kate just a couple of weeks ago, but I contacted her because, and I know this is a usual sort of experience for entrepreneurs, is I realized that I wanted to grow my business and I wasn't quite sure how to do that. And so I thought it would be good to have somebody else have their eyes on the business and give me some observations and suggestions for being ready for that. Welcome, Kate. I'm so glad that you're here and I'm interested and I'm sure other people are interested in your insights into the, I don't want to say trials and tribulations. How can we phrase that? The the exciting journey of being a small business owner, right? Part of the deal. Part of the deal. So first of all, I just want our listeners to know, I know about what your businesses are like, and I just wanted to have the audience know a little bit more about your small business and then your coaching business. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. My small business is called Graceful Sage, and the messaging behind Graceful Sage is all about love and kindness and encouragement. Lots of affirmations in there. I've designed my own set of affirmations for women and for kids, although I just sold out of my kids' ones, so don't go run to get those quite yet. And I make hand-stamped jewelry, which I've been doing for since my oldest was one, so 11 years now. So yeah, Graceful Sage was created from this place of there's too much pain and hurt, and I wanted to figure out a way to use my gift with words and my thoughtfulness to put messaging together in be able to help people out when they need it most. So that's what Graceful Sage is all about. So do you have a brick and mortar? Do you sell online? What 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 is your sales channel? I sell online. So I have an Etsy shop. 
and mm-hmm. I am on Instagram and Facebook. I'm primarily on Instagram. That's my favorite platform, but to order my products, I'm on Etsy. So you can just search Graceful Sage on Etsy. I had a website, but we'll maybe get into that a little bit later. <laughs> Don't have the <laughs> website anymore. So I just keep it simple and I'm on Etsy and social. Okay. Wonderful. So tell us about your coaching business. My coaching business is, so through the community that I created with Graceful Sage, I, one of my favorite parts was just talking to women and hearing their stories and hearing their struggles and hearing what they were going through and offering any encouragement I could without any, that's just who I am. I'm, I'm an encouraging, I just want to help you. I just want to lift you up and speak the positive, you know, affirmations back into you in, in an authentic way. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to chant with you that we need to start our sessions with our positive affirmations. I joked about that with a client yesterday, but (laughs) I, I just a year and a half ago, when I realized that I've been helping women, my whole entrepreneur journey, I've been having these relationships and creating this community and nurturing these conversations to try to help them think of new ideas or help them think, you know, turn their thinking around to think, okay, well, let's find, let's find a little bit of the good if we can. And if not, then you know what, I'm going to sit here with you and that sucks and that's okay too. Yeah. But in my journey to realizing I was already really helping women, I thought, I think I could be really good at this and I think I should try. So Uh I, went for it. And for those of you out there who are, you know, my husband is the most supportive with everything. He's heard me tell him a million different ways. Like this is going to be the thing that goes viral, or this is going to be the thing that (laughs) helps you quit your job if you want. And as loving and supportive as he is, I think he got to a point where he was like, okay, you keep saying it. And I love you for it. But when I told him I wanted to be a coach, he did not understand. And he was supportive, but I know that is something that a lot of, I mean, I don't speak to a lot of men, so I can't speak to the men in this instance. I can't, I don't know how unsupportive or hesitant the wives are, but I know that there are a lot of women out there whose partners and spouses are are a little leery sometimes if they're not in this entrepreneur space already. And that's a really hard thing to deal with and to like push through and to, this was something that, this is the one thing that he had the most reservation about, but I had none. And I told myself, you know what, this is something that I know I can work hard and I can prove to the both of us that I can make this work. And I'm just being me. I'm just using who I am and what I love to do. And I'm using it every day and the experiences I've had with my product business and the successes and the failures have been many. The failures have been many (laughs) and that's okay, but it's through learning and through networking and through listening to all the other stories that I've learned so much. And my my whole approach as a coach is I take a holistic approach. So whole W H O L E. I believe that you need somebody who cares enough, but not just about your business, about you, 
about what you have going on at home, about your personal life, about all the things that you care about that make you, you, Mm -hmm. we have to work with all of it because if I'm just helping you with your business and I don't really care about the fact that you've got some hard shit going on at home. Can I say that? Is that okay? Yeah. This is fine. (laughs) I, I want to be able to help you through that because if I don't, then you're just going to sit with that. You're going to be listening to me maybe with, you know, blankness on our session during this one week. And it's not going to help you. You're not going to be able to push through what's going on inside. And so I love to take the holistic approach because I really do care about you as a whole person. And I think that if I can help you grow yourself and grow as a person and work through some things that you're dealing with personally, then that's only going to help us really grow your product business because Uh together that's when, you know, the growing really happens. Yes. And, um, I, I think that a, a small business owner, we sometimes get those blindfolders on in terms of how we're running our business. And it's really good to have someone who is knowledgeable. A lot of people do not have friends or a spouse who really know anything about running your own business, right? They might work for other people. That's not been their experience. And they can be supportive to a certain degree, but they can't necessarily be wise about how to make your business even better than it already is. And a coach is not someone who tells you what to do. I like what you were talking about in terms of you work together, you work with each other uh, to formulate ideas, figure out strategies for implementing them. Um, And like I said, in the introduction to this session is that, you know, it's just nice to have new eyes on what you do. One of my favorite sayings is, you know, fish don't understand water, mm-hmm. right? Because it's just, it's, they're living in it all the time. Right. And I think that can be applied to our businesses as well is like, this is how, you know, I don't, I'm not seeing anything outside of the fish bowl uh, that might be helpful uh, uh, to me. So, and what is the name of your, uh, your business uh, coaching? My coaching, coaching business. business. I messed that up. Coaching business. Yes. (laughs) My coaching business is called the collective that built me. Okay. Okay. And I will put uh, contact information and I love that name. I, when I, when I did that, I, there is a stigma around the word coaching and I knew that going into it. And I have been determined since day one to figure out how to, get rid of that and how to really help people see that my approach is not like what you're going to find out there. I, I just know it's not, I've, I've experienced some coaching yeah. myself and my coach is amazing and wonderful. And you have to find somebody that you connect with obviously, but you have to also find somebody that is easy to talk to and who really does listen and care. And I have found that for myself, but that's what I strive to be for other people. So the collective that built me is the idea that there's a lot of things that have made me, you know, people, situations, life events that have made me who I am today. But also when we work together, I'm going to 
if I don't have the answers, I'm going to look to my besties and I'm going to see, you know, one of them, they're both very successful. One of them, you know, hit 1.3 million in sales. And last year was her second, second or third year in business. I mean, she's flying. Mm -hmm. So if I don't know the answer, I'm going to help you find it. And I'm going to look within the community I've built to see how I can help you find it. So I'm not afraid to send you to somebody else. I'm not afraid to reach out to somebody else for, for help for you. So I believe it takes a lot of different pieces and people and to really build you to begin with. So, yeah, I I really like that. And, uh, and, and you're right. There is a a bit of a stigma uh, around the word coaching. Uh, I think it's because lots of people do it and they maybe shouldn't be doing it because they don't have the training. They don't have the insight. They don't have the people skills that are required. So uh, you need to, if you are, uh, if our listeners are interested in finding a business coach, uh, you know, do your homework, really talk to them about their style of coaching, talk to other people who have use them as a coach just to make sure that you're not wasting your time or, or your money right. uh, for that. But so I know that you work with a, a lot of different types of businesses, different types of people. Uh, so what are the, the challenges? If you can summarize, you know, if you can look at the patterns in the challenges that, that they bring to you, uh, what, what are those? One of them is overthinking everything. Oh, we, yes. We, that would be me. <laughs> you and everybody else, including myself. But there you go. I, I figured out a way to push through it in my, you know, personally. I just flipped the switch really quickly and was like, nope, not going to play that game. We are overthinking things on a daily basis. And I, I really do think that it has a lot to do with all of the resources, which are incredible. And I'm, I'm so grateful for the online space and the, the vast Uh free resources that are out there, right? If you follow too many people, if you are looking at too many different resources and you're not taking the time to sit with what applies to you, not just taking, like, if I do wholesale, that might work really well for me, but it might not work well for you at all. And it couldn't, it's not even just from a pricing standpoint, always it's from a, is this worth your time? Because if this is not worth your time, in my opinion, you should not be doing it because then you're just, the burnout will come so fast and then you won't enjoy it anymore. So the overthinking, I mean, it happens with, you know, I was talking with a client and I said, I think you need to increase your pricing. I think you should go on Shopify right now today and add $1 to every listing and just do it. And she said, there are so many people right now, though, that can't afford it. And that's fair. But you started this business for a reason. This is a single mom trying to take care of her kids. You started this business for a reason and you have a skill and you have credentials and you have things backing you that a lot of people don't, and you deserve to be paid what you're worth. And just because I don't even like saying that word, just, just because you are a stay at home, work from home mom does not mean like these people that you're worried about, they are, they do not care enough to pay the bills for you. 
So you have to care enough and be strong enough and brave enough to take the chance and say, okay, maybe I did add a dollar in January. Well, guess what? We're approaching August. I want you to add another dollar because pricing for everybody, materials and costs are going up and Mm -hmm. your product is a genuine, real handmade, hand cut piece. And you need to be charging accordingly because you need this business is to, to support you and your family. So it can be over, you know, last week, another example of overthinking. She right. was going to make her website live, but she wanted it to look pretty. She wanted it to look aesthetically pleasing. And I said, by waiting to make it aesthetically pleasing, you are shutting the door to possible sales that you could get until you're ready. Yes. What are we doing here? <laughs> And I said, let's get on together. Let's get on your website right now together. And let's go through some of the things to just like double check a few things. And we're just going to publish and we're going to make everything live today. And she, she said, geez, you're really pushy today. And then we laughed. (laughs) She's super sarcastic. And I said, well, sometimes that's what it takes. Yes. There's no reason to wait. You let's make the sales now. Let's, you have something to offer that people need. Why are you? saying, wait, I'm not ready because the curtains on the wall are not the right color yet or the, no, no. So overthinking is a major overthinking. Okay. Okay. So many people. The other thing is overwhelm and anxiety is such a real thing. And Mm -hmm. I think that has become, you know, unfortunately trying to help people manage anxiety is a whole different ballgame. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I, I can't speak to how you should manage your anxiety, but it's sad that there is so much overwhelm and it's causing this anxiety, which then causes you to panic and freeze. And then you don't do anything because you don't know what to do. And there's some overthinking in that too, but mm-hmm. the overwhelm just makes us stuck and it, we were in that mud and we can't even pick up our feet. Cause like you said, we don't even want, we don't even know what to do next. And that sucks. And it makes me sad yes. because that's one of those things that we can't necessarily that you have to fix that yourself. You have to sit with that and figure out and decide one thing at a time, one step at a time. And really, you know, your, when I developed anxiety it manifested in so many different ways and it wasn't even all about my business, but it would, it would show up in ways within my business. And then I would get stuck and I'd be sitting on the floor in the basement of my mother-in-law's crying, waiting for my husband to get back so that I could learn how to breathe the right way. That's just something that is too prevalent now. And it makes me yes. sad. And I, I don't really have any yes. surefire answers on how to solve that. Cause I think that's an individual thing. That is something I see a lot of. And that's something also, that's a, that's a long game. You know, that's something it takes some work mm-hmm. and it takes some practice, which also leads me to the third thing, which kind of encompasses all the things, which is mindset, which mm-hmm. another, you know, buzzword, taboo word, um, mindset is yes. that I think we have to choose and be intentional about every day and for me, you know, years ago that, that happened with actual affirmations and journaling every morning to really prepare myself and work on getting my mind right. And more from a place of, 
I've been a stay at home mom for 11, 12 years now. And there's something that happens when you stay at home. And while I love everything that comes with that, there is something that happens to your brain and your mentality. And sometimes it's hard to kind of wake yourself up from that and remind yourself, well, no, I'm still, there's still a woman in here. There's still a creative, thoughtful, you know, entrepreneur inside here that has all the ideas and wants to do all the things. And, you know, just because I'm a stay-at-home mom doesn't mean, doesn't take away from any of that. So I think what you're saying is that, that your role of mom and taking care of everything negates or overshadows all of the other aspects of yourself. Yeah. I think sometimes, and you know, to be fair, I have a client who's not a mom and she deals with all the things too. She, whether you have kids or you have pets, or maybe you have a full-time job, there are still Mm -hmm. things that show up in our life in all different ways for each one of us that are overshadowing all of it and are making it difficult for us to figure out how to, you know, you think you need to separate and you can only work on your small business at night when everybody's asleep or after, you know, your partner goes to bed and you're like, okay, now I can finally take some time and focus on this. It shouldn't have to be like that. There, everything can be, if everything is working individually, then let's help it work together cohesively. So mm-hmm. that you don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, I, when am I going to get the hours for? Right. So when you use, and you're right, I think mindset, I had not heard the word mindset until I started taking a lot of business classes online during the COVID days. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, mindset. And then I started hearing it, you know, from all sorts of different uh, sources. So how do we what is mindset and how do we develop it? I mean, I'll, I'll, I've got other questions, but I'll leave that one. It's like, how, how do you, how are you talking about mindset? For me, talking about mindset is, that's a big part of digging into your day-to-day for me, getting to know you as a person, getting to know kind of how you operate and how you work and What are the things that are stressing you out? And so I try to take this different, you know, I've worked so hard myself on the affirmation journaling, all those stages that now I feel like I've come to this place where it's like, that's why I like to understand all the pieces, because I think mindset is a long game. And I think mindset is something I can help you with, but you have to decide that you want to work on that and you have to be open to trying new things and you have to be open to my feedback and my criticism and my, you know, I, I have a client that she is stubborn and I have called her out and we have had some very serious moments on our session sometimes where she'll give me that look and I'm like, oh shoot, like I touched the nerve. <laughs> we need to figure out how to yeah. calmly get through this and it's been fine, but that's how we learn. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. Mindset is something that my mindset has grown now to be. I know that no matter what comes my way today, it's going to be okay. I know Mm -hmm. that no matter what happens, or even if something horrible were to happen or something unexpected, I know that I can figure it out. I know that everything's going to be okay. I know that 
together with my husband, like we, we've been through too many things now that we've had to figure out and navigate through. So now I'm like, you know what, even if it's shitty and hard and awful, I know that we'll figure it out and I know that it'll be okay. So I approach things. I mean, (laughs) from we don't have sour cream for dinner tonight. Oh crap. I need to go run to the store and pick some up really quick. Like maybe I should have done that yesterday, but I forgot. Mm -hmm. I can, I can Mm -hmm. solve the problem. Like it's freaking sour cream. It'll be okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Grab Um, Maybe you have yogurt instead at at, at home. But to like <laughs> the dog. Or it's gonna it's gonna be okay. Yeah, I think I I think of a mindset as a set of beliefs that we have about the world. And those beliefs are crafted through our experiences. So mindset is kind of a living thing, right? Because yeah. it's constantly in flux. But my experience with people is that they believe that it is unchangeable. Like the way that they see the world is valid and it is, but it's also unchangeable. That takes work, as you were saying. And I think a lot of business people say, well, you just need to change your mindset from one of, I'll just use an example of scarcity to abundance, right? okay, how do I do that? You know, when my, in my case, 66 years of experience has been grounded in scarcity, right? So you just don't flip a switch in order to allow your mindset to evolve. So when you're working with clients, what kinds of strategies do you give them for, changing the parts of their mindset that's not working for them. Okay. So one of the first things that comes to mind is I am a big believer and I, 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 I just, I see this with so many women and I'm a big believer in helping you see the things you are doing when you're, yes. when you're sitting in this place of like, Oh, it's summer. I haven't gotten any work done. The kids are, you know, the kids, <laughs> everything is so busy and I haven't gotten anything done and I'm so behind. And now I feel guilty. And now I'm sitting in this wallowing guilt that is so heavy, yes. so much guilt. It's sickening. I hate the guilt. Like you said, it's very hard to tell somebody, well, you need to just like, you know, we need to just switch from scarcity to abundance and like, ding, like, no. Yeah. I want to help you figure out real life right now, examples, tangible things that I can help point out to you and say, right. Tell me what you did do this week. And then you're going to tell me what you did do this week. And I'm going to remind you, okay, number one, it's summer break. Number two, I know it's hard to remember this, but like the kids are on summer break. So of course the kids, the kids, the kids, all the things, the kids, right. They're eating all the food and they want to go do all the things. And that's okay because a year from now, you're not going to be looking back and thinking, oh my gosh, like, why did I take the kids to do all those activities when I should have been figuring out my social media content? You're not going to be Mm -hmm. thinking those things. Nobody cares about your social media content. They're not paying as close attention as you think they are. 
They don't care if you forget or miss a couple of weeks. So I try to help you recognize what you are doing and what you actually have worked on okay. in the last week or two. That is real life moving your life forward, whether it's all mom stuff or wife stuff or whatever, or it is, there's some business owner stuff in there too. You've actually been working on more than you think you have. We don't, and maybe men are this way too. I'm not sure. I have to believe that to some degree, we are all like this. We don't take the time to stop and recognize what we are doing and yes. the change we are making and the difference we are making, even if it's little by little by little. Nobody is sitting there praising us. We're not getting the recognition, whether right. you believe it or not. Encouragement and affirmation probably would feed your soul more than you even recognize or are willing yeah. to accept. One of my clients, when I first started working her the first six month round, she did not take compliments well. She was very like, it was just like, she would change the subject as soon as I said something nice to her. And she decided to sign up for another six month round with me. And one of the things she said to me was selfishly, I just want to continue working with you because I want you to tell me how awesome I have, I have come in the last 12 months with you. Yeah, that's great. So it's, it's helping you, you know, how some people say when you, when you're anxious, what is it like? T tell me something that you see or tell me something that you hear or, you know, those things mm -hmm. that help ground you and bring you back. To right. center. I try to do that in a different way by reminding you of all the things that are going well, that you are doing, that you are taking care of those things that go unnoticed because we just do them. You know, right. I, mean, I, I clean the kitchen every day. I do the dishes. I vacuum. I do all the things. It's still nice to feel recognized for that. Just like it's nice to feel recognized as a coach to, to hear how I am helping you, or, you know, that was something I really needed to hear. Thank you. Those kind words and those positive affirmations to other people can change their mindset too. And you don't even realize it before you let the overthinking creep in. You just make a decision right now to do something else. And even if it, so for example, on Monday, I, I don't, I've never been good about working out or exercising or doing anything like that for myself ever. On Monday, I had this pity party for myself when I was wallowing in the closet of why can't I just work out for Pete's sake? I have a treadmill in the basement. Why can't I do it? And yeah. I was crying to my besties and all of a sudden and this has never happened to me before this quickly. So normally I just let that sit and fester and I'll move on and do something else. And Monday I was like, you know what? Screw it. Go change, go put your yoga pants on and just go down to the basement right now. Don't even think about it. Just go do it right now. Do 10 yep. minutes. And I did it. And it. Go you. Thank you. I mean, so another example yesterday. I hadn't done it in the afternoon. Like I normally had been doing it like at the same time. And it was just before dinner. And I looked at my husband and I'm like, how much time do I have? And he's like, I'm not hungry yet. So, you know, 20, 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the basement. I had jeans on. I had my cold brew in hand. And I, I'm like, you know what? We don't have time to overthink it. I'm, I'm not even going to yes. think about the options. I'm just going to act like I'm going for a walk outside and I've got my cold brew and I, I wear jeans every day anyway, no matter what the weather is. So I'm just going to go for a walk with my coffee. There are no rules. Yes. There are no rules. Yeah. We make, you get to decide what that looks like there. You don't need to listen 
to all the outside noise because more than likely that's not going to apply to you and what's best for you anyway. So, yes. And I, I, I know that, you know, one day at a time is a very popular sort of saying, I actually niche it down a little bit more and it's like one moment at a time. Yes. Right. And, and the choices that I make in each of those moments will either advance me towards my goals or it will deter, they will deter me. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I get into the minutia because I'm very familiar with beating myself up at the end of the day for not doing what I should have done. Right. And who, who decided that? Mm, yeah. I mean, it's the, all self-imposed. Yeah. The, li the list is ever growing. <laughs> the list is never going to go away. It's just, which is, yeah, it's comical, but true. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah. So I think that becoming aware of the ways that you are perhaps approaching your business or just, you know, you as a human being in life is the first step towards, towards change. Right. I think that journaling the affirmations that you're doing, setting smaller goals. I think sometimes we, as business owners, we have lofty goals right. that are unrealistic to happen. You know, I mean, I allow for miracles, you know, the, the idea that one of my posts is going to go viral is a little ludicrous. <laughs> right. But if I am steadily just chugging along and, and picking up on the Made in Paris, I got a uh, Facebook page, which is, you know, relatively new. And I just started doing these Facebook lives, I think maybe a month ago. Okay. And what's really, you know, I got all excited because we, I, we picked up five new followers this week, you know, awesome. and so, yeah, I know so other people might be going, you only got five new you know, followers, but that's a win and I'll take it. Uh, you know, for me, that's a win. Any other ideas about how to start uh, changing our mindset? I think if you just take action in those moments, you know, you decide maybe today, all you have time for is you've got a 30 minute window of time before your full-time job or before you go take the kids somewhere for the day or something. And you have 30 minutes. So, I mean, in 30 minutes, you could share a story. You could create a post or create a reel or go live for five minutes and talk about something inspiring about your products, share a testimonial, but share, share the story behind the testimonial. I used to love hearing people's stories because then I could, I could share that with other people in hopes that like, there, you're not the only one that listened to this story, or let me right. tell you about an example of yes. something, you know, I'm struggling with, and maybe you are too, the cliche things like done is better than perfect, but I do believe that, or something mm -hmm. is better than nothing. I also believe that taking action is such a, that's a simple phrase to say, but I think it's true when yes. on a personal note, when I have anxiety, I clean the house because that will take everything out of my mind. And then it will make me feel good that I'm cleaning the house. And even if I don't finish what I was doing, I'll, then I can, at least then I'm like clear and I can go do something else. Deciding not to sit, don't sit in the pity part, right. don't sit in the overwhelm, just make a decision. Even if it's maybe you need to go read, 
for 20 minutes. I'm not saying like self-help and all that, you know, go read something that you enjoy. Go watch a show for 20 minutes. Just something that's going to change, get your brain out of the funk and reframe and be like, okay, I'm going to come back to this in 20 minutes. I'm going to go do something else. So take the action and do something to help yourself recognize when those things are happening or reach out, you know, as you know, having outside eyes on your business, having one of my favorite things is being able to have coffee. As you know, like, that's what I say. Let's have coffee because I know how helpful it is to just talk to somebody. And I'm I'm not a therapist. I'm not, I'm not about to tell you how to live your life, but talking to somebody who understands what you're going through and has been through it and knows how hard it is and knows how hard it can be to get out of those funks helps immensely. Yes. Because then the ideas, I mean, you, you know, the ideas that come to me when we're having coffee, let's think outside the box. Let's talk about something different, or let's talk about a different idea that's totally off the wall, has nothing to do with your product business, but you love it. Or it makes you like, maybe you could make money doing that too. Yes. I think listening to other people's stories, telling your own story, uh, that's why I started you know, this group is to get people talking together. It's the reason um, why uh, I've just had the experience in my my life that having a conversation about a deep subject, whether it's business related or not, with a friend helps me to make sense of my experience. And I think that is really powerful. I, I also, if I can give my my own example of how I'm trying to not change my mindset, but make sure that my mindset is in a good place at the start of the day. I listened to a couple of weeks ago, I guess it was, I listened to a podcaster by the name of Mel Robbins. I mm-hmm. don't know if you're familiar with her, yeah. but she's got a very popular co- uh, podcast now and she and I'll give our our listeners the the link to this, but I found her on YouTube, and she did a uh, pretty lengthy podcast on your morning routine and how important that is in terms of setting your intentions for the day, setting your goals for the day, kind of, and uh, and so it got me thinking about you know well how do I start my day. Um, yes, caffeine is involved, uh, but, you know, so I've started, uh, I have two songs that I really, really like. And so I listen to those first thing uh, on YouTube. There's some very inspirational, motivational kinds of 20 minute videos. So I have that playing instead of putting the news on right away. I try to be uh, grateful for what is coming along during my day. And I find that that just kind of shapes the, the tenor, the texture of, of the day. Now the day goes sideways sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday was one of those days, but this morning I got back up. I started, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to create different habits of my mind. Right. And that takes a long time to do, particularly when you're particularly when you're hard-headed like I am it's that it, it's the in the act of trying that I think you get that 
joy, motivation, right? That sense of like, oh, this is working for me. And then you want to keep doing it again. Like you're exercising, you know, it's like you probably felt pretty proud of yourself after you After you did that, it's like, go girl, I can do this. All right. So, and you could use, you use the example of, of, of exercise, but that can all be like, you know, have a celebration when you publish your website, even if it's not perfect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at my, my Shopify store sometimes and I cringe because the photos kind of suck, but you know, that's on the list. We're working on it but I'm still getting sales. I would have lost out on a whole lot of sales if I had waited until it was perfect. Right. You know, so done is good. That's, well, that's the other motto that our, I have. To the morning routine. That is something too, that I think a lot of people, you know, there, there's a lot of talk. I love Mel Robbins. I think she's incredible. She's inspiring, empowering all the things. Your morning routine is another example of taking it and making it your own. And, and also remembering that to give yourself grace on the mornings when you don't make it through both songs or you don't make it like, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. your routine tomorrow is that you've got the caffeine and you listen to one song, but then you know what? I've got to run out the door. The day is not ruined because you didn't finish your morning routine. Right. Right. <laughs> Like you, you did a part of it and that's awesome. And you're going to learn that there's an ebb and flow to the morning routine. And yes, I used to sit down very intentionally and have like this peaceful music and I'd write in my journal and I'd do all the things. Now I just cannot wait to make my coffee. And my time in the morning is that I make it and I am intentional and I sit with it. I don't make my coffee and go do all the things I make it and I sit with it, whether it's outside so my girls can play or it's literally just sitting in the living room, Mm -hmm. you know, catching up with my best friends. Like you make it your own and you find the peace in your own way. And it doesn't have to be, you know, people say you need to work out in the morning. I tried that too. Fell off the wagon of that. And it, and it, it messes with you, messes with you. And then you have the guilt. And so this week I was like, you know what? Yeah doesn't matter what time of day it is. And it doesn't matter what I'm wearing or what I'm doing or where we're going afterwards. Go for a walk. The things that we've been talking about are applicable to many different aspects of our lives. It's not just as a business person. It's not just as a young person, right? Right. It's never, it's never too late, you know, to start thinking about how we view the world and how we operate in it, because there is a direct connection between our thoughts and what's coming out of our mouth and what we are doing in our behavior, right? And so this is kind of the timeless quest of transforming ourselves. But keep it easy. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. That's right. We have have come up with so many good t-shirt designs in this. Should we start uh, in this conversation? It's so great. <laughs> I've been jotting down some of them. Kate, I really appreciate your consenting to be on and and your thoughts, I think, are profound and wise and useful Thank for you, everyone. Man. So and I, I wish you 
every blessing in both your business, Graceful Sage, as well as your, your coaching business. I was happy to come on here. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you did, please join our community on Facebook. There, you will find reading suggestions, meaningful dialogue, and additional stories of women who are going big. The link is posted in the show notes. As Betty Friedan said, aging is not lost youth, but a new stage of opportunity. So let's do it together.